Hello, Lords of Grantham fans, Dave here. This week, we're taking some time off of our crown coverage to celebrate the holidays, but we didn't want to leave our listeners empty-handed. So, we're opening our Patreon vault and sharing our 2020 review of the relatively unknown holiday film, The Christmas Star, which features Downton Abbey's Rob James Collier, also known as Tom Barrow. If you like what you hear in this bizarre review of this very strange movie, please consider subscribing to our Patreon page, where we have dozens and dozens of bonus episodes about all things from Star Wars to Downton Extras to Harry Potter to a whole lot more, including a second review of A Christmas Star. Uh, Patrons are also granted access to our exclusive Facebook group, where myself, Corey, previous guests from the podcast, and fans such as yourselves can chat all things Downton, Poldark, Crown, and everything else. So, thanks for listening. Hope you had a wonderful holidays and happy new year. On Christmas night, all Christians sing to hear the news the angels bring. On Christmas night, all Christians sing to hear the news the angels bring. News hey, Patreon patrons, upstairs tier. We're, we're here. The Lord to grant them are here with a festive holiday episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one, Dave. I don't think we could have picked a better movie to watch uh, for this time of year. What do you mean? <laughs> Define better. More appropriate, more on brand. Oh, absolutely. And before we get <laughs> it's started, got everything we could want in a Christmas. Before movie. we get started, I need to hold on. Let me get some ASMR here. Oh yeah. I'm cracking a beer. This is. <laughs> let, let, let me do that too. <laughs> Look at that. Cheers. Cheers, Dave. End of a long, long, long week. <sighs> Oh, is that a H2 Rhodes you're drinking? Yeah. Spike uh, One seltzer. of the ones I didn't get to uh, back when we were recording our, our Star Wars uh, bonus episode. Interesting. Good. Well, we dug this. You dug this film. Calling it a film, I feel like it's disrespectful to film. <laughs> <laughs> you dug a I, Christmas I mean, I... star out of the IMDb mm-hmm. um, annals. And yeah. Just literally went through and scanned all the Downton Abbey actors and if they had appeared in a, a Christmas movie or not. And ding, 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 Rob James Collier came first in terms of appearing in a Christmas movie based on my, my findings. Aside from Jingle Jangle, which we'll get to in due time. Oh, on our main feed. Yeah, that's that's worthy of the main feed. But mm-hmm. a Christmas star. This is a he's first. He's legit first build. I was. I, I mean, IMDb trivia says it's his first top line film. <laughs> For Rob James Collier, does he deserve it? I don't know. I that's debatable. And Dave, did you have a tough tough time finding this movie to watch? The poster doesn't. It's not what you. It's not like what you Google. No. It, it, so it's it's on IMDb or on IMDb. Amazon. You can literally tap to watch on Prime oh, Video. Oh, yeah, cool. But but when I was searching on my Roku, it just wouldn't pop up. And then I'd search on Amazon Prime on Roku, and it wouldn't pop up. Oh boy, I and, I watch on my laptop, I'm, so I'm yeah. Much easier well, I realized for me. that they actually had the the like the French poster <laughs> as the one to. I, it, it wasn't in English, and I was like, oh, okay, this is the movie. It took me about five minutes of searching to find this movie. I guess I don't know if they're trying to bury it or what. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave, but when I hit play, 
in the top left corner, the one thing stuck out to me, rated 13 plus for drug use, foul language, and violence. <laughs> Is there I, any I, I of that stuff in this whole movie? I mean, there's a lot of violence. I don't think there's any drug use, though. No, I don't. I, I also don't think there's any drug use. I, I was caught off guard by that. I was like, what are we getting into? Because you watched it before me, and you, you tease that it's a trip, and uh, it, it certainly is. It is a trip. So do how, do we want to like try to break this down plot-wise, or yeah, do we let's, just... let's talk through it, yeah. Okay. It's a short movie. It is short. Um, the first it's literally thing shorter than the Christmas special for Dallas. That is, yeah, is very true. It starts off with uh, Liam Neeson as the the DJ. <laughs> it was just, Mary, for some reason... Merry Bloomin' Christmas. He's grumpy. He's grumpy as all get out. Let's hope it's better than last year. What happened last year, Liam Neeson? We don't know. Yeah. Liam Neeson has this whole, um, like, monologue. He's just, like, talking to himself about how miserable Christmas is. But it has no consequence on... It's irrelevant. No, I mean, all all it does is tee up that, careful as you're driving, they're predicting a storm. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, okay, all right, well, I guess the storm is coming through. That that explains why the, it knocks the power out of this entire uh, town. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we get this uh, couple, and it's mm-hmm. the oh oh. Well, let's not let's not gloss over the the intro to the movie, which is like an hour long uh, creation of a or not an hour long, a minute long creation of a snow globe. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what <laughs> the heck is this about? Out. This is this better be relevant, or I'm going to be mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, just drops in the middle of a, of a household. Yeah, so yeah, the man, there's a couple, mm-hmm. and the the wife says she's eight months pregnant. Uh huh. And the husband is like, "Oh, we're good. We're we're having fun. Thanks for cooking for me." Yeah, just the typical you know couple. <laughs> Nothing to it. Yeah, and then uh, excuse me. Uh, she she goes into labor right there. I mean, it happens real quick. She's awfully, you know, at ease, and then all of a sudden, power goes out, and she's just like, it's coming. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, it'll I, be back. I, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it's it's the baby. <laughs> Great acting. Great acting on their part. <laughs> um not really, but I mean, we're we're still in the opening minutes of this movie, and within like the first five minutes, we get her shouting and complaining in, in their car ride to the hospital, and I'm just thinking, what child would want to watch this? What child would want to see this woman shouting about being in labor, telling, telling her husband to turn the radio off because mm-hmm. it's upsetting her? <laughs> it, it was like chalk, uh, or nails on a chalkboard for me in the first few minutes of this movie. But the road is... The power's out. They can't go down the mountain. To their get, car breaks down. Their car breaks down, and their perfectly new car <laughs> breaks wh- down. Where do they wind up? At a stable. In a manger. Yeah. In a in a bit that is referenced, but it is not referenced how weirdly important and coincidental coincidental this is. His, yeah, this would be leaf. on the front pages of the newspaper the next day. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of local news that would... This is clickbait. People would be going crazy on the internet for this story. Girl is You'd born the, in a manger on Christmas. But 
it's funny because like the way they stress how small of a town this is, you'd think they'd know. Oh, we're coming up on a manger here. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll be lucky or something. Yeah, it's like the one neighbor they don't know is like, "Come on in, I'll take care of you." This this crazy old lady. Yeah, who's covered in soot? She's like not clean. Uh, you know, she's she's got wild hair, and she's yeah, she's got soot on her. And she's like, "Well, I deliver like a half dozen calves a day, so you know what's new with a baby being delivered." And that baby jumps out of her mother's womb a month early, leaps. And is perfectly healthy. They, they smash into her. Huge. Yeah, she's holding this huge baby that's entirely clean, no placenta to be found. Meanwhile, old lady is still covered in soot. So you're telling me this dirty old lady delivered this baby? In a, this baby's in a manger, sparkling there's clean. hay everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And the baby's like <laughs> six months old. <laughs> right. It's a miracle. It's, I mean, it really is a miraculous baby. Sure. <laughs> it's a Christmas star. And what do they elect to, to name the baby, Dave? Noel. Appropriately, Noel. No, it was Noel or Jesus, one or the other. <laughs> I mean, they would not be going wrong by calling the baby Jesus. Because uh, we learn pretty quickly that she has superpowers <laughs> within the next scene. It's literally the next scene. Like She's a, she's like a, a one-year-old or in, a, in a stroller. She sees two people arguing. <laughs> And it's like the camera does something funky. It's like wah 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 wah, wah. and then they <laughs> yeah. stop arguing. Yeah, she's got the power to get people to to get along. It's a it's a superpower. Yeah, to get them to like resolve their to calm down because they don't always resolve their mm-hmm. conflicts, but they calm down. Yeah, and then it kind of just fast forwards ten years. Like they show her over time stopping fights at age four, <laughs> age seven, and then we're it's like oh okay, so this has kept going. <laughs> when, when this happened, I was like. I did not know what we were getting into <laughs> with this movie. There's, there's like one, one, it's like Professor X. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but we did not buy a package of false goods because soon enough we see the camera uh, showing someone on a flip phone <laughs> and it panning up to show reveal Rob James Collier as, <laughs> as Pat Meckerod. An, Amer- an American. <laughs> American accent. A little bit of a mullet going on too. His hair kind of comes out to a tuft at the back. I was uh, I was shocked when he spoke with the American accent. I said, "Come on!" I couldn't, I couldn't tell at first if he was trying to do American because he says like "schedule," and it's like that's not how we pronounce "schedule" over here. The, clearly, the director didn't pay too much attention to the nitty gritty details of this film. No, no. I mean, well, Dave, this is the question I kept asking. So, as we find out about Pat Meckerod, he's from this village. He, he was born and raised there, and he hates it. Yeah, he has an American accent. Because he he was like raised in California or something like that? No, he's from this village. That's he's his from whole there, story. That's why he hates it. He's lived in America for most of his life, but he does not like the village. No, he's from that oh, village. That's, that that's right, how he because, knows the, old, yeah, that's the, 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 guy, the whole the father. <laughs> he just destroyed the it assembly makes, line. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> he's definitely you, you Tom Barrow. Bra- oh, he is absolutely Tom Barrow. He's sneering and everything. When you look at the poster, you see him smiling, and I was like, this is going to be a good... Like, he's going to be a dad. No, he's bad. <laughs> No, he's he's talking Barrow doubling down. Um, that's what they paid for, and that's what they got in him uh, as an actor. But the only rationalization I could come up with for um, his terrible accent is that he's actually from this village, mm-hmm. and he hates it so much, he hates that accent. So he adopts this American accent that he's terrible at. That's the only reason why I can explain why he talks that way. Yeah, tr- exactly. And he's there with his son, <laughs> yeah. who's just junior. Yeah, who, who's... 
I don't know. He, he's, he's got a lisp. He's sassy a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and his boss is Pierce Brosnan, who shot the whole thing in like two hours, it seems like. I, I was trying to figure that out. So he's wearing a business suit, and he's clearly stationed in like some log cabin somewhere. Well, have you seen the one with Jackie Chan, the foreigner, where Pierce Brosnan's like the leader of the IRA? No. <laughs> I feel like that's the same like set. So maybe they're like, hey, Neeson's showing up. You want to do like two scenes for this Irish film? And Brosnan's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's on brand. And he's quite clearly reading the lines from the movie from his phone because the entirety of it is delivered from him staring at his phone. Or like an iPad, he's clearly a just... computer at the end. He's on Zoom at the yeah. end. Yeah, he, no, he's clearly reading it from this phone. There, there's, he did not learn a single line for this at all. And then he emphatically hits close on his phone or tablet or laptop every time he signs off. It's just a big finger coming down. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan out, but he's so so. We know that that Pat Mekarod has some mm-hmm. plans for this place, and Brosnan is his Mister Shepherd. Is Pierce Brosnan is his superior? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he has given um, Mekarod carte blanche to do whatever he wants. He just trusts that it's going to go well. He's like, if you if this doesn't go well, you're done. But I I believe Which, you that it will go well. <laughs> makes no sense so his the arrangement is i want you to take my money buy this land whatever you do with it that's fine i'm sure we'll make money (laughs) okay (laughs) um what bet did pierce brosnan lose where he has to appear in the film and liam neeson does the voiceover (laughs) wait watch what you say because i know we'll get there but neeson 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 is more embarrassed i think than brosnan (laughs) I mean, it's funny how many times during this movie we just hear Liam Neeson grumbling about Christmas from the radio that's nearby, and it has nothing. Yeah, there's no consistency. This whole movie is about a small town. I I thought that it would be like, oh, today is the lighting of the the tree. Come, everybody. No, (laughs) but no, it's not. It's just like he's. (laughs) The room is filling with poison gas. (laughs) Where does this movie rank with Love Actually and Liam Neeson's Christmas movie list? I'm below. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. Rob James Keller is there. It, it, it's funny because you you hear how Pierce Brosnan clearly phoning it in, and he hates he hates um, uh, Pat Meckerod, and the music is doing a lot of heavy lifting because it's like dun, 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 you know, like oh, isn't he in the, a clumsy mess here? That that, that Rob James Collier. Uh, he he goes to he st- shots at his son to stop staring at the water. Um, and then he goes off to drink uh, whiskey at a bar, and uh, he bumps into Noel's father. Yeah. And it's, so apparently he had the the hots for for Maria. So Noel, it's Noel. Noel's mother. Yeah, <laughs> Maria, and and she wouldn't marry him. Yeah, he proposed to her first, and she went with the other guy who. I mean, if Pat McElroy is to be believed, the town drunk or booze hound, because like all he keeps referencing throughout the movie is like, remember the last time I saw you? You drunk or whatever, you know? But what's the situation where he had a relationship with this Maria? Like, you don't just propose do you to he someone. He lived there at one point. You don't just propose to someone out of the blue. Well, I'm sure they, they dated or, or something. There was some courtship going on. So this is like a... He, like a Carlisle thing. He's like a Andrew Parker Bowles. Sure. Yeah, that that seems fair. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that establishes their uh, differences there. The, them meeting at the bar 
<laughs> with where they do the awkward thing where the guy turns around, sees uh, Patrick, and then the camera cuts to him dropping a glass. You don't hear it shatter. It just lands on the ground and then... <laughs> it emphatically doesn't shatter. It's like, dunk. Yeah, that picks up. They got glass in this part of Ireland. <laughs> right, exactly. In Belfast. They filmed this in Belfast. Um, so anyways, that establishes that. We also learn some rules about what Noelle is capable of because <laughs> we see she's playing soccer and they're having a match and... It evolves into a shouting match, as most uh, well, sorry soccer football matches evolve into, <laughs> and she she uses her powers to get everyone to calm down. And her her little friend Spud Bob <laughs> knows she has powers. Yeah, Spud Bob. You can look it up. <laughs> oh goodness, this this poor little kid. Is it not Spud Bob? Even even when I was watching the movie, I was like, why would they name the kid that? It's it's so cruel. I don't know. Where is he on the IMDb? This he, He's at the bottom. He's like the third last. Spud Bob. Oh, goodness. Is that what he's credited as? Yep. <laughs> okay, all right. There you have it. Um, so anyways, he he knows that Noel has powers. He just sees that she can generate goodness in people. So they, they go through the test as you do to see if you got the whole boat of powers, Dave. And what do they do? I know that he tries to get her to walk on water. Oh, he tries well, to yeah, get her I water mean, into wine. Right. So the, the, he has he gives her a fish sandwich. He tries to make her like cook it up in front of her. Like, no, he warm tries it to up. do the. See, you know, this is where my Catholic upbringing comes to, to play. Okay. Jesus duplicate there. You know, there's a bunch of people and there's nothing. Not, not enough food to eat. So there's the mm-hmm. loaves and the fishes, and Jesus somehow using his miracle power, as they keep calling this Professor X power that Noel has. And Spud Bob is like, no, you can definitely do the like, Jesus powers too. Yeah, he's like, all right, now try taking this water and turning it to wine. Yeah, he's like, she, yeah, duplicate, you know, like feed the masses with this fish and chips. But I love that they 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 play up the the sound effect to make it seem like she's channeling her force <laughs> to to make it make it happen, and she can't do it. Um, it's just like so. This little kid thinks he's found Jesus essentially, and she's she's not Jesus. <laughs> but he's on the football team. This. And I mean, if you've watched the movie, and if you're listening to this, I hope you watch the movie. This this is a small man with one arm. He he yep. has a, a uh, I don't know if deformity is the, the politically correct a development. Word. Yeah. Like his one arm didn't develop. Yeah. But this boy is full of sass. Yeah, he looks older than his years. Um, I mean, he might be like thirty for all we know. It, but the, it sparks something within Noel. She knows she's got something going on. She she's capable of something. So. She asked her parents to go back to where she was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. They, they go back there, and the, the woman says, Last time I saw you, you weed all over your father. <laughs> did not see that the night she was born. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did see it. Her piss all over her dad? Yeah, we did see That's from the beginning. Wait, what? Did it's I in the beginning. It's definitely in my notes. I have... <laughs> Baby piss is one of my notes. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that scene. I did, I did not notice that. Uh, well, I'm glad there's continuity in the movie that they remember that. The woman is still covered in soot. Uh, she hasn't aged today it. in 12 years. No. <laughs> no, she still looks the same kind of old. It, it, it's kind of one of those things where she clearly filmed all her scenes in one day. Yeah, does her costume change? No, not at all. And it's one of those things where, like, okay, there's a scene later where it's daytime. You get the little girl with her. You get one in the evening-ish hours with her and the girl. 
And then clearly the last scene they filmed was the baby being born because of child labor laws and you can't have a kid working late hours at night. Mm-hmm. So, so they got it in with this woman in one day. Um, rest in peace to her. I looked her up on IMDb. I did not say when she was born, but it said she died in April this year. Oh, boy. Which I hope was not COVID-related now that I think about it. Huh. Uh, well, love is a miracle, she tells us so, at least. Indeed. Preach. That, that, that's really what she reminds Noel about. It's like, you know, you don't necessarily have powers. You just, the power of love. It's a curious thing. Yeah. It makes one man weak, another man sane. Insane. I think it makes one man weep and another man sing. Is that really the lyrics? Yeah. Or, or is that what she told a little girl? I think both. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, the girl knows about the power of love. Yeah, but, it, so, to go back to the plot of the movie, Pat Mickerod <laughs> is trying to offer the employees at the snow globe factory, which is somehow... Wait, the, what happens before that scene, Dave? There's an interlude from be, between that scene and the... Is the town fair visiting. with the guy yeah, on the motorcycle? The, <laughs> yeah. What is this? <laughs> so they're just shopping in the, the town Christmas, you know, uh, whatever they have there, like a pop-up shops. Yeah, like a little motorcycle, a little town holiday fair. Yeah, a motorcyclist shows up and then vrooms this engine as it stares down all these town folk. And then leaves. Rides, no, he rides through and, like, kicks up some well, dust. Yeah, and, like, he just hits makes a mess. He knocks stuff over and leaves. Well, no, he doesn't leave. He... he, 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 he stares down the little girl noelle and she uses her powers to make him turn around to which her parents say were you trying to play chicken with that motorcyclist (laughs) it's bizarre we don't find out why that motorcyclist was raining terror there other than to just show you know no this is so weird because he's clearly part of mikarad's entourage Uh uh-huh but they're like, who? We don't even know what happened with the guy on the motorcycle. The whole town is perplexed. It's like, you no. see this dude in every other scene. And the mo- multiple times the little girl says, you're the motorcyclist. You're the guy who sped through the town. And he doesn't say anything. This is he like just a, this, stands there. It's like a wrestling angle with no payoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, back, back to what you were saying, though, about Rob, Rob uh, Pat McRod. What's, he's, what's he doing? He wants to... He's trying to hoodwink the town. And we find out in the scene... And this movie takes way too long to get to this point of exposition that mm-hmm. a snow globe factory is the economic center of this town. I mean, sure, why not? It's like, yeah, you know. So he just basically says he's going to pay off everybody who works at the snow globe factory 10 grand. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say they're fired. He doesn't say he's going to get rid of it. He just says he's going to give them 10 grand to agree to his terms. Right, no one's going to get fired at all for their entire life, he says. To which one guy in the audience wholeheartedly says, I mean, "Why wouldn't <laughs> you do that? Yeah, I mean that's nice. Um, and people are, are okay with it. And um, now is this the sequence where they're trying to like get people? Oh no, no, did we skip the we skipped the Christmas pageant? Where oh, I mean that that was the thing that happened. Yeah, they they put on a play, right? Yeah, but and, and she made and, the, the crowd love it. Why exactly does she have to fall and everyone laughs at her? She falls like th- four inches and then everyone laughs at her and she uses her, her miracle power. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm but she uses her miracle powers here to help Pat unwittingly because the crowd kind of hates him. Her dad is up there with him trying to, trying to win the crowd over because he, he thinks like, okay, well, you know, maybe he's trying to do some good. And 
she uh she uses her powers and, and then everyone's like down for for what he was he's propositioning even though at first they hated him because they know who he is he's the town like guy that kicked out so anyways this is a scene where we uh we see the backstory of, of pat and uh noelle's mom you know he, he tells her you don't look a day over 18 and i don't know if you notice this dave this actress who they have playing the mother she just wears a series of like low-cut dresses increasingly so as her scenes progress i was like what is this for kids or is this for adults i i don't know uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna i think it's um, trying to be like pixar it's for everybody <laughs> i guess so i guess so uh so we do see the little girl talk to junior who never actually gets a name that's just the name of uh well, we know his name pat is Mac- pat mackerel jr <laughs> Right, and he's just referred to as Junior. If you look up on IMDb, his name is just Junior. <laughs> yeah. Is this the scene uh, where, where she's behind the barrel? Or no, this that's later. I don't know. He, he's talking with her, and um, he, he says that he plays American football. Oh, she because he, he sees tell- the, the she sees or I'm sorry, this this is such a strange movie. Mm-hmm. Junior sees the gang, including these like characters that they these children that they try to give personalities to for seemingly no reason yeah they stood out to me you know you have the the klutzy blonde who's the, yeah, the, the, play who the can't nerdy boy anything. with the glasses yeah and then the, the hot the, shot blonde kid the one with one arm who's three feet tall yeah. <laughs> spud yep. boy spud bob spud bob <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this kid looks like he could be broken in two junior so when he says i play american football not not <laughs> soccer or whatever it's like what position? If you took a sack or a hit, you'd be... And he's too big <laughs> he's to be a broken. kicker, though. Like, he's not a kicker. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he's supposed to be. Um, and then, of course, he gets chastised by his uh, by his dad, by, by Pat. Fraternizing with the locals, man up, which I, I didn't realize just talking with local peoples doesn't make you... <laughs> it makes you less of a man. Um, by the way, we also... This is where Brosnan calls again with with rob james collar to, to be like get this this job done do you hear me capiche which made me wonder like is pierce Brosnan playing like an italian all of a sudden i feel like they're just, you don't ha- ask questions stop <laughs> asking questions with this movie because he kind of has an american accent too but he doesn't force it <laughs> i don't i st- i gave up on Brosnan. <laughs> i went from, yeah i i put more i didn't want to put more effort into analyzing Brosnan's character than Brosnan put into performing his character that is entirely fair um, but this is where we first hear what uh, Pat's plan is. He wants to. He starts saying to his henchmen, "We're going to have a casino. We're going to have a golf course and in the a most Christmas themed casino." Yeah, yeah, a Christmas casino, a golf course, and it's all in a bubble. I was like, "Oh my god!" In COVID world, this would be great. Like, you got to get temp checked, <laughs> yeah. symptom free, then you can go into the the Christmas bubble. I would be. I would go to Ireland for that. And then he tells his son, "I hate two types of people." And then he doesn't elaborate who those two types are. And he just tells his son to get in the other car while he gets in this car. <laughs> uh, I kind of lost track of where this plot story goes from here. No, me too. I, I think maybe this is where we get maybe the, the play. I don't know. Because no, then this it, is all after the play. Well, I, the ha- next thing I have in my notes is... Um, Oh, so he's playing. We find he's, this is where we find out that that Barrow at one point was so upset with uh, mm-hmm. with O'Hanlon and his ability, mm-hmm. to, so he couldn't make the, the snow bottom, globes. Yeah. So he destroyed a bunch of snow globes. Yeah. Oh, and also we we have yet to say that 
um, Pat McElrod owns a castle in this town. But it's like his right. seasonal residence. Like, he doesn't go there. He just owns it. As you do. You purchase, you know, nice places no, he, but this, he, uh, this is his areas. family's estate, assumedly. Yeah. So we find out yeah. that he... he Got an entry-level job working at the, the snow globe factory and then proceeded to destroy a bunch of snow globes in a fit of rage because he couldn't make them. Yeah. Uh, we then also see him with his henchmen planning out where they're going to lay things out while the kids play just a, a, a yard away, you know, kicking a, kicking a ball around there. And... Uh, he gets hit with a, a ball in the head. Uh, they, they kick the ball at his head. Mm-hmm. And he, he wants to heal off on the little girl, and he gets out, you little scamp. And she feels like her, her powers can't work on him. There, there's something that's just not working. Yeah, she, she does the Charles Xavier. And now the kids don't, don't believe her. The kids don't think she has powers. Uh, you know, as much Even as SpongeBob Bob, Stump Bob her, is like, I can't, I can't believe in you anymore. And so she kind of she runs away. She 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 goes up the mountain to to go back to the manger while she's berated in a car by Junior. Yeah, to the point where like there's people that come out like they're gonna kill her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says like he, he he literally says like they're gonna take care of you or whatever. Like they're like they're ready to like beat up this little girl for no reason at Junior's command as he like walks away and then like. She's saved by by the, the manger woman. Mm-hmm. She, she she comes out and then somehow the kid takes a tumble into like a, a wall of leaves. I don't even understand. I couldn't make out how that happened. Who exactly. Junior or or Noel? Yeah, Junior. Junior doesn't even get touched. Oh, yeah, Junior, he just, like, Junior just like fumbles gets, backwards. Gets dirty. Yeah, he he gets dirty, and uh, that's where she, Noel learns again about the power of love. It's a curious thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Turns a hawk into a little white dove. Which I think is a a good message uh, overall. You know, you can't just will things into being better. You can't just, you know, try and put a Band-Aid in and make everyone better. You have to really, you know, put the the foot forward in terms of love and emphasis of, of, you know, caring and stuff like that. So this whole movie spends the first 75% saying this girl uses her, her miracle power, as this little dwarf calls it, just for Mm -hmm. this one woman to be like, hey... You can't use your miracle power. Right. I mean, you can, but just don't abuse, but you, abuse you it. You can, but the, yeah. the the general public can't. Yeah, know, know where it comes from, you know. Uh, so she goes back to town to try and... Uh, make things make things right or whatever, uh, or just to tell everyone what's going on. But it's like she's interrupting a speech... To which her dad's like, you know, you can't do this. So they go upstairs to talk it out, but then they're no, on a the microphone. That every- isn't that why she runs away because of because of that sequence? Oh, is it there? That I is definitely all right. Look, you you it's didn't around that same time you, period. You didn't come here to listen to us logically break down this film. You came here to listen to us get confused by this film, listeners, not you. Corey. I, I, I thought I thought that happens afterwards because. Oh, and then they go break into the house. Right, and they stay at that that podium place or whatever the whole. No, 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 no. What happens is that scene with the podium happens before because the mom is freaking out because they can't find Noel. Oh right, she runs away. Yeah, she runs away. They don't have cell phones. They don't have technology. I mean, I just literally watched this movie hours ago, and it's already slipping from my memory. I watched it over two days, and I am so grateful that I did. 
I took notes. I have notes here. Um, yeah, I do love during that one speech that uh, Rob James Collier, I have to say his full name. I can't say it. Oh, Robbie. Pat uh, Someone says, like, you have a nice tan. And he's like, oh, that pure Californian sunshine. <laughs> it's like, what? He's not tan at all. <laughs> um, so the kids need to go find some intel about this town because the town has sold over the rights to Pat McElrod. Mm-hmm. So the kids wind up breaking into the the mansion, the castle, by just opening yeah. the side door. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, I did like that. Where like that they, they're was, trying that was to fun. Do, that was clever. Yeah, the heist of them trying to get in there. Also, for some reason, as small as Spud is, he is like pacing all the kids. He's always out front running. Them, oh, that was that was the, the director's choice. The director was like, make the little dude stand out because this little dude is is a charisma. You know, he's a, a magnet. magnet. Yeah, but I like how they're trying to do the heist thing, and then the ditzy girl is just like. Just open the door here. Oh, okay. That's where the payoff happens for the sort of bland, caricature-esque characters. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, and they they find the laptop that they hack into. Immediately. I literally looked down at my phone, and I was trying to not be on my – because I had my notes app open. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I got a text or something, and I like responded to the text and looked up, and they had figured out the password. Yeah, they got right in there. And it was like high tech like hacking that they were trying yeah, to do. It's an Apple. It's not like a cheapo computer. No, and the results of what they find after all that hacking it's just like is a, laughable. It's like a it's map, a, it's like a Disney World map. Yeah, it's like what you find on a placemat when you sit down at a diner, you know, for a kid to like figure out the maze in. It's it's just it's this cartoon image of this Christmas land <laughs> that Pat McRod has planned. And it's like But it also looks who is he? it looks pretty cool. <laughs> Let's not beat around it, the bush. It looks cool. It doesn't at all look like the schematics are designed at all for like a, a Christmas playground. It just looks like some guy's like image that he drew when he like thought it up one day. <laughs> like it looks like it was drawn by a child, and he's a grown adult. <laughs> yeah. So then we find out that uh, Macarad's going on the BBC. Yeah. To live. An- announce his plans. Mm-hmm. And the kids and are the like, kids show up there with their coach, who we have yet to mention because the coach is a sort of like. An agreeable middle-aged man who's just there. Yeah. Yeah, he just happens to be there. And then, you know, the dad who is presumably searching for his daughter suddenly finds her on TV. And it's like, oh, okay. She said. I, I do like his, his, his tactics with the wife of like, you stay here and I'm going to go find her. And he's like, together we'll both find her. It's like, you just told her to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, someone's got to be by the phone. They, they don't have yeah. they got flip phones. No, that's fair. I um, cannot figure out the flip phone situation. <laughs> well, because like, 2015, in 2015, this movie came out. Smartphones have been around yeah. for six years, at least. Yeah, it was filmed in 2014. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so... We see the yeah, scene they're, they're, where they, they put Spud Bob on the, the table. They hoist him up, yeah. And then... Oh, no, we, what we, we skipped over the fact that when they break into the house... Mm-hmm. All of Junior's like goons walk in and chase them down. Oh yeah, and then they scare them away with whistles. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know. Very, <laughs> like these dudes are like hitmen. They almost killed Noel. <laughs> Two scenes. I mean, earlier. they're clearly just not. He, he, does does Rod look like he has the budget for like high, high security around him? You He's know? trying to make I, I a know. big casino out of this town. <laughs> With Pierce Brosnan's money. Christmas casino. <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. It sounds that. like so much fun. <laughs> I'm there. Um, so Pierce Brosnan. I mean, so, so 
the kids show there show up there and they're like we have proof and then they spin the laptop around so everyone can see this cartoon to which like Pat McElroy's like who would believe this look at this thing it's but a cartoon what was he going to say to the BBC was he going to go in front of the BBC yeah, I, and not say exactly what was on his laptop right the that's big, the, thing. the big so, like, turn if, is that he's going to reveal his true nature and be this monster man and they walk in there like he's going to be a monster he's like no I wasn't going to do this is the point in the movie where he should be like I took advantage of all of you, and now I'm going to build a casino. But no, he plays yeah, dumb. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Because yeah, if he's going to reveal that in that moment, did he have like a better schematic to reveal than that cartoon? Is that why he's so he's embarrassed? Like, this, this placemat is not the final. <laughs> yeah, it's not what it's supposed to be. Um, he goes for it though in the scene. I think Rob James, he, he's he's rightly furious with these children. This is like Barrow with the plaster, plaster dust. Yeah. And they keep teasing like some golden-haired woman is watching this. And it's like, what, what is going on? Um, but, uh, yeah, people get upset. Not even really that he's telling these kids, like, no, I, I'm not into this. He tells off his son in front of everyone. You know, he's he like, calls him like, he, he, yeah, on live TV, on BBC, <laughs> he, he's, he's shouting down his son. And I kind of like how the government is just trying to push him out because they can't arrest him. He hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> they just want to get <laughs> to the like, next... This is like civil day on the BBC. They're like, this is C-SPAN on the BBC. They're like, we got to get yeah. to the next dude who's going to present his Christmas casino. Right. Uh, yeah. Why are celebrities watching this um, this <laughs> this live C-SPAN thing? Anyways. Suspend your disbelief for another minute. <laughs> yeah. So, so they succeed in him looking like a clown. And but then the moment comes where like he's like, well, I, oh. I got all your signatures, so you yeah. You, and then Junior says, this is the moment where Noel uses the Christmas power, the miracle power, and mm-hmm. makes uh, Pat McElroy go, oh, you know, like I grew up there. There's got to be some kind of Christmas compromise, right? I mean, I mean, but no, preceding that too, we, we didn't mention that Pierce Brosnan. Oh yeah, Pierce Brosnan jumps seeing, in and he's like, "This is what you had planned. This is disgusting." Yeah. He he says, "I wouldn't give a f- fart in your name." It literally sounds like he says, "Fuck it." Sorry, but it literally sounds like he says. I had to rewind it twice to make sure he's he's saying "fart" in your name. Um, but yeah, as you said, he, he Pat doesn't care. He he's got the papers and he says I I own Potter's Green Pottery. He said he's singing it to himself. I own Potter's Green Pottery. I own Potter's Green Pottery. He just goes. Potter, he just yeah. loses it. He loses his mind. Yeah, he goes cuckoo. Uh, but Junior uh, grabs the contract and rips it up. And he goes, "Our ancestors made sure that we could never buy this place back." And then he says, "Who's it, a man now? Who's the man yeah, now, looks, dog?" Looks like I manned up. Oh yeah, man, I, <laughs> and, I manned up. And that makes him proud of his son for once, standing up to him. Who knew? That's all it took. And then we we see that uh, Noel gets invited to light the lights in Belfast. Right, and we also see that there's people watching this. Of course, they show Asians in an Asian restaurant watching this because where else would Asians in, in Belfast or London be? Sure, show uh, movie. And the golden-haired <laughs> then, woman. It's Kylie Minogue. International we're not, pop we're not star. there yet. We're not there yet. No. Oh wait, no, no. So, so all the people that at, the, at the, the pottery factory are like starting to get scared. Like, oh no, we're gonna lose our factory. Even though this is established from the scene, they can't lose mm-hmm. the factory. 
Ke- oh, yeah. the, there's also the whole subplot where where uh, Makarod says that he's going to outsource the the snow globes to China. Oh, that's right. He kept saying that <laughs> repeatedly. Like, China, China. He's very Trumpy. <laughs> All right, a little bit, but that this is before Trump. So, uh, so these people, even though there's no worry that they're going to lose their factory, it's been established they can't lose the factory to Makarod. Yeah. Even though Pierce Brosnan is the guy whose money it is, so they can't lose the money to Mr. Shepard. It's and he pr- he's probably still profiting off this. Anyways, the people who are watching this are a bunch of celebrities. And uh, how did you pop big? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, we got Kylie Minogue. She's she's a huge star. We got Ray Donovan's wife. Yes. Uh, she's also on Deadwood and another stuff. We got a presenter from X Factor, I looked up. And then we got the man himself. <laughs> Julian Fellows. <laughs> Julian Fellows. We got Julian Dave, how 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 over the moon were you when you saw it? Well, I went on IMDb to look up SpudBob, and I saw that Julian Fellows' name was in the, the. Same here, man. Same here. I can't lie. I I, I knew it was he was going to show up as himself at some point. I couldn't figure out when. I I I, I was mad at myself. But Fellows does come in, and he comes in hot. He's talking about like oh. I live on Christmas Lane. Then no, twenty five Tinsel Lane. <laughs> I, I didn't write that I, down. D- well, one year from now, Dave, we are visiting twenty five Tinsel Lane. We're going there. Okay. If that's where Julian Fellows lives, <laughs> we know where to go. Because <laughs> he even says, like, yes, I understand the joke. <laughs> I am Julian Fellows. That's correct. I made <laughs> Down Abbey. Yes, I am familiar so with wait, the So did you go on IMDb to look up Spud Bob, too? Of course. So that's the one. James Stockdale, Spud Bob. Yeah. 50 years old. No, he's not. <laughs> but he went on to act in other stuff. So anyway, so... Uh... We hear Liam Neeson rambling still mm-hmm. because he's never been asked to turn on the lights in Potter's Glen or his own house for that matter. And then we see uh, Liam so kids, Neeson. Yeah, the, the kids are there. At the, they're singing the Christmas number one that's going on. I, I don't know who that's yeah, singing. We, I don't we, think that's a real We're supposed singer. to pop for the like one of Noel's classmates singing. Yeah, don't know who it is. I don't know. I looked it up. Don't doesn't really register. And... Yeah, they have that, and then Liam Neeson is there at the radio station. <laughs> Wearing an ugly Christmas sweater with a giraffe on it. Mm-hmm. Neeson, man. Col- and he, and get your money, the, Liam. <laughs> the movie ends with him looking at the camera saying, Merry Bloomin' Merry, Christmas Merry to Bloomin you. Merry Bloomin' Christmas. And then we see in the post-credits that the White House has ordered uh, uh, two snow snow globes for his children, Obama, I guess, at Oh, the I time. didn't even watch I didn't even see that. Well, it wasn't Obama, but it was the White House. Yeah, they said they ordered that. You didn't see the the bloopers afterwards of no, I didn't. Watch James the Collier bloopers. getting it was in the credits. He, he's like getting upset that he can't do his American accent that well. Well, good. I'm glad he got upset and, about and, it. And, and that they kicked the they apparently kicked the the soccer ball repeatedly at his head, and they kept missing. And he's like, "Is there, is my head too tiny?" It's like maybe I gotta watch these wrong. credits. It's not that bad. It's just it's about a minute, but it's not that bad. And that's um, that's a Christmas star. That is a Christmas star. I mean, Dave, what do you think? What money did they take to appear in this? Who? How did this happen? You know what this reminded me an awful lot of was Sir Billy. Uh, uh, the Sean Connery Sean animated last film, starring role, where yeah, some it, it, some <laughs> local filmmaker really had this great idea and said, "I can make this happen." And Rob Rob Collier is my big get. Barrow from Downton is going to be my lead. Yeah, he's going to be my Scrooge. And 
the goodwill of his him being an Irishman got him Neeson mm-hmm. and Brosnan. Yeah. Well, I'll get to the explanation behind all this in a moment. Okay. But I think we got we got power rankings, Dave. Okay. Yeah, we do. I have top five and bottom five. Well, I only have three. So, Dave, you start with uh, your bottom two. My bottom number at number five is uh, is miracles. <laughs> really? How do they work? Because the whole first two thirds of this movie are about how this mm-hmm. girl has this miracle power to make people good, and it's some sort of Jesus-like situation where she's born on Christmas in a manger. But then the end of the movie, there's no there, she stops doing the miracles, and she she tries to do the miracles to to Mekarad, and it doesn't mm-hmm. work. And there's no moment of like, there's no come to Jesus moment where she does it and it works. I don't know. I think it'll come back to her. I don't think she fully lost her her power. I don't think she lost her power, but this movie doesn't do a good job saying that she has the miracle power. I don't know. I don't know. Who's who's next on the bottom, Dave? Next on the bottom is Liam Neeson. This is yeah because you think he he just sat in his house, but they put a dang ugly Christmas sweater on Qui Gon Chan. This is sh- this did. Schindler had to put on Aslan had to put on an ugly Christmas sweater. I did like him winking at the camera, though. Like, you know, you know who I am. <laughs> you have a very certain set of skills. Yeah. And that's my communications well, number- degree from this Irish university. Yeah. Well, number three going down, Dave, I got Rob James Collier's movie career. This is not a good way to start off your starring career. No, not at all. Uh, Could have kicked it off on a better light. Yeah. Well, number three, I have the every friend of Noel that's not Spud Bob because... They never believed in her, and they really never get to witness the miracle power. Yeah, she, she doesn't get a win. Uh, well, at number two, I got Rob James Collier's accent. Throughout the movie, he talks in this plain American accent that I, I need to buy the, <laughs> this this whole town and everything. And it's like, we get it, you're American, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, Even though you're not. You're clearly not. At number two, I got Mr. Shepard because this dude invested a bunch of money without knowing where it was going to go. That's true. That is so spot on. What, what, what poor planning. But yeah, that's just foolish. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, number one, I got Rob James Collier's agent, which is he, <laughs> he definitely got fired after this. You know, he, he deserves better. Well, number one, I got Pat Macarod because the dude... Yeah, the dude had a good idea. Like, what, <laughs> I want to go. How can a snow globe factory sustain a small town? Yeah, I mean they they certainly get the pop this year from all the celebrities buying snow globes, but it's not like, a, and a Christmas casino is not some disrespectful like destruction of this beautiful Irish community. No, it's it's like, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And it's a Christmas gimmick, so all summer you're gonna have the place to yourself. That's fair. Well, Dave, start with your your top two now, or top five four. I got the um, the dad Joe O'Hanlon, because this okay. dude, the whole movie, we never know what his position at the snow globe factory is. We just know he works no. there, right? And he's overly invested in this. He he doesn't lose his job. He doesn't lose his integrity, even though he screams at his daughter for it, like you don't have miracle powers. He yeah. he makes it out. And at number two, mm-hmm. I got SpongeBob. Uh, what's his name? Spud Bob. Spud Bob. <laughs> because yeah. he's the only one that apologizes to Noel. Yeah. 
No, he's a, a fully fleshed out character. Well, who's your number three, Dave? The junior's my number three. <laughs> he's a man now. Because <laughs> he comes through uh, with... And it's not some act of like morality change. He just read the contract. He's like, you know, like Mike Tyson said, he got read the contract, read the contract. Read the contract. Read the contract, Dad. I'm a man now. Yeah, man. Well, who's uh, your number three? Well, number three, I got snow globes. They, they get a big shine in this movie, man. I don't, I don't really think about them much. They're not part of my life. This you have a Down Abbey makes me rethink globe. having them. I do have a Down Abbey snow globe. So you wonder if that's what uh, he's ordering. Uh, um, Barack? Julian. <laughs> no, Julian Fellows. Like, give me, give me all the Down Abbey snow globes. At number two, I got Noel. Okay. She's miraculous. She learns she doesn't have to flex as much as she should. Mm-hmm. Well, number two, I got Spud Bob. <laughs> he, he's there in a big spot for Noelle when she needs help. You know, she's going through changes. She doesn't understand these powers, and he's there, like, supporting her the entire way. And he's there for the other kids, too, helping them with the heist and everything. And, like, he, he he's the, the leader of change, man, so... Okay. Big ups to SpongeBob, and also the kid had he went and started another movie after this. SpongeBob's not I, gone. I, I think Oscar is in his future. Sure. I mean, but you look at the rest of these children. He didn't. He's one of the few that actually did anything after. So good for him. At number one, I got Potter's Glen Pottery. Is it a real place? No, but okay. <laughs> in this movie, it's threatened to shut down, and not only did we realize there's no threat for it to shut down. Mm-hmm. It also has the attention of Julian Fellows. Yeah, that that is true. Well, uh, number one, Dave, I know you had him going down, and I have Liam Neeson. All he's got to do is show up and just recite some lines, collect a check, and then wink at the camera at the end. That's a that's a heck of a day for him. Hats off to how Liam many, Neeson. How many hours do you think he clocked for this movie? Four? Yeah. That, that, I think that's fair. And, and, and it's better. He got a better deal than Pierce Brosnan. Rob Collier probably clocked a month or two. And how much do you think they got paid, Dave? Do you know? Do you have the answer for this? I do, but how much do you think? I bet. Can you tell me the budget of the movie before? I uh, I don't know the budget of the movie, but it came in at one-tenth the cost because of how efficient they were. <laughs> oh, what? the movie was one-tenth of the full budget? <laughs> yeah, because of how quickly they filmed it and everything. I could see Brosnan going 250K and Neeson going... Okay. 300k that's 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 extreme man for a few minutes of time and the thing that is small potatoes okay well in collier is 250k too yeah okay well this is from november 2015 it's it's a bbc article and it starts with it's early november but northern ireland born actor liam neeson said there's a little bit of magic in the air oh goodness (laughs) I'm talking about Christmas, the Bali Mana man said. You know, cinema can certainly create that. So this company that made the movie, Cinemagic, they're actually a charity that oh. helps uh, provide for kids opportunities to make films. So aside from the director and the writer and some of the parents, the entirety of the production was made by 18 to 25-year-olds. That's so in, cool. In, in I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't forgive uh, the so, movie for its flaws. Yeah, and so this is why Neeson actually appeared in it, and a lot of these people actually volunteered to be in it. So or zero were paid, were paid nominal, no, like probably their nominal fee or something like that. So it's a small amount to to help out these these children. Uh, so that was uh, 
what it was for. And they talked to, they did talk to Julian Fellows and he said, I think it's a lovely film. I found it for, funny and warm and it makes you cry and all the things you want from a film like that. I think it'll be a classic is what <laughs> Julian, Julian Fellows said. Step he back, said there's man. a value, there's it, valuable. Yeah. 18 to 25 year olds are adults. So we have no problem I mean, saying that this is a bad movie. <laughs> but I think well, Rob James Collier even says like getting that first credit is a real hassle. It can be tough. And that's what they're really doing is they're giving a leg up to these people who would not have anything on their their resume at all. And, and Fellows, he even went on to say, show business, despite what it looks like from the, the stalls, from the stalls, is a big business of saying no. And you have to go through a lot of no's before you get through through uh, to your yes. This is such an inspiration. You don't have to listen to no's. You, you, just, you just push through. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, I think. That this whole, it, it's really by charity to make this. They have, even have a photo of all the kids with Liam Neeson. He hung around for that. Um, <laughs> the, but um, the, they did talk to James Collier in a different article where he, uh, they pretty much alluded to the fact that he plays Tom Barrow in a, in a different sense here. Um, and he's from, from Northern Ireland. And he says, we've been having a great time. Fantastic. It's been a great laugh. There's a good camaraderie on set. It's been a cracking job. This is a lovely little Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. And he, Julian, and he said Julian's involved in this, and he's very passionate about it. But in fact, his involvement had nothing to do with him. It just happens that they were both in, involved with this. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. Uh also, yeah, James Collier is no uh, stranger to the re- region, and he said that he drank a lot of Guinness uh, while filming it. Cool. I mean, I would, too, if I was acting on a script this full of holes. Yeah, he he, does, he developed a, a taste for local Guinness, um, and he's, he's pleased by his experience with, with the acting there. So, yeah. So, I mean, can you imagine just how good of a time he's having just – Hanging out with kids, drinking Guinnesses, getting sloshed and stuff. Yeah, and I feel like all the other actors seem like decent people, you know? Yeah, it's kind of heartwarming when you think about it. Like, it's easy to forgive a lot of the baffling elements of this movie because, like, oh, it's for the kids, you know? I'm glad you didn't lead with that because I feel like we would have been a lot kinder. Right, exactly. No, that's that's why we buried it. Um, well, it's they for did the film kids. in front of 12,000 people at the end, too. Fun. Yeah. Well... There you That's have a it. Christmas star. I'll never watch it again. Mm-hmm. Me neither. I, I don't even know if I recommend other people to watch it necessarily, even at a, a lean eighty minutes. But I think it's worth watching regret. if you're if you have a family and you just consume Christmas movies or you're a Hallmark Christmas movie person, watch it. And if you are a diehard Downton Downton fan, I mean, come on, this is a line drive to you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll see you later. <laughs> okay, let's leave it at that. Well, thank you, as always, for your patronage. We appreciate you and your financial support of the Lord of Grantham. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of difference for us. It makes it so much easier for us to do this without literally carving into our own bank accounts. Yeah. No, it really helps us keep the the lights on for all of our uh, our podcasts that we keep stored and everything. So thank you so much. Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, keep sending ideas our way. We're about to be in 2021. Mm-hmm. So maybe your uh, your contributions will help us get some kind of a 
special or even if you're COVID after the fact, yeah. just always just forward us ideas. We're we're, yeah, we're you're bankrupt, a, so you're we're in welcome. The Facebook them. group, you know what's going on if you're listening yeah. to this. But otherwise, well, yeah, we'll catch you on the regular podcast. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs>